0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. I just had no Streamed idea. Streamed well, every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime on, on demand is on the you Get Your Podcast. Hey,
1: we can get back to that story later. John Hoganucker. How you doing, John? Hey, guys. How's it going? Now that you're here, it's magnificent. Let me say that, John. <laughs> He just starts i louting. I was
2: enjoying the conversation. I hate to jump in in the middle of uh in the middle of that conversation. I'd be happy for you to pick it up
1: well, John, <laughs> it's so weird that they, a woman gets shot in the clitoris and a man cuts off another guy's penis in the same day. It's like where are we headed, John? Yeah, what are the odds that's a that's right. a very busy day <laughs> <laughs> that is a very busy day. John, I am not uh, overstating when I say, man, I love that your show, Waco, The Aftermath. Magnificent. I, I, it, it's just a great read. Yeah, I did not know this, though, John, that so many shows have been done about Waco. But, uh, I mean, this one you guys got going now, just fantastic.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's some subject matter that I think we just keep going over and over again because we're still trying to extract lessons from it.
1: Yeah, I think it's a very good way to put it, because we have to have those kinds of things. I don't know why humans need that kind of deal. Uh, my wife and I have been watching, uh, we're a few episodes in now, or I think two episodes in. and The third one will be tonight, I believe. Um, but in any case, it's just an interesting. See, what I really like is when my wife and I both like a show, it means it's got some substance to us, because we don't agree on everything, no question about it. Right, <laughs> But she. uh, Well, this show
2: has definitely got a lot of stuff to not agree on. Uh, So,
1: John, do you did you do some in order to jump in on this show, Showtime limited series, Waco: The Aftermath, uh, on now, fantastic? Do you have to do a lot of a lot of reading or a lot of study to understand why there are real people in the world that really do think like this? Is that hard to get around?
2: I think it's for me uh, as an actor it's fascinating uh, to get to dig into um, to, to get to dig into the life of a person who has made such different choices from the choices that I've made um, of course everything comes down to you know the different paths that your life can take um, and uh, if you find yourself um, in a weak point in your life, you definitely become uh, susceptible to falling in with different groups of people for mm-hmm. different reasons. Um, but for me, it's incredibly rewarding to get to portray someone like Clive, who was, you know, by all accounts, um, a decent human being, though he was a very, very different human being and lived a, a, a very ultra orthodox life. Um,
1: did did he really believe that God talked to him?
2: I believe that, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. David Koresh told, uh, you know, David Koresh apparently had this sort of encyclopedic knowledge of the Bible and could quote huge swaths of it for memory, um, and he was also very charismatic. Um, Clive had been, throughout his life, kind of a subject of, uh, had been bullied a lot, and Dave kind of taught him that there was a different way to be, and, uh, you know, I think people see the the, the allure of being a part of a group where you're pretty sure that you've got it right and everybody else has it wrong. Um, and then, as the years went by, Clive had been with the Branch Davidians for 30 years when the fires happened. Um, so he had already been there for 15 years when David showed up, and David had been there, uh, you know, about half that time when... David told the group that he had been, uh, that he had had prophecies, that he had spoken to God, and some people in the group challenged it, and other people in the group did not and stayed. Um, Clive was one of the people that stayed, and I think they absolutely believed that, uh, they believed David when David told him that he was the reincarnation
1: of God. Oh, so you actually got to the, re- yes, that's right, I, I am God, I'm not just talk to God, I am God now. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, David told all of his followers that he was the lamb. And many yeah. of those followers, you know, the, the few that survived, Clive among them, Clive actually led groups for the surviving Branch Davidians un, until the end of his life. Um, and they they continued to believe that David would re- return and that all of the people who perished in the fires uh, would return as
1: well. It's so fascinating, John, that the... I don't know why human beings need to take such extreme positions. It's going on right now in America between the Democrats and the Republicans. I mean, they can't stand one another, which I'm kind of in the middle going, calm down, both of you. And this is the same kind of story. I can't just believe in God. I have to become God or there is no such thing as God. So do whatever you want. I mean, why do we take such extreme positions, do you think? That's
2: a wonderful question, Tom, and I kind of find myself in the same position as you. I think yeah. that when uh, when you get into a community of people who revere you and uh, that becomes heightened to the point where they are willing to see you as a deity, I think, you know, um, the wrong personality with that amount of power can can really get a lot of people into a dangerous situation. And unfortunately, I think that's what happened on the side of the Branch Davidians. But, the, you know, the the show, I think, succeeds because it's not an exoneration of the Branch Davidians, and it's not an exoneration of the federal government. Uh, there were a lot of um, bad decisions made. You know, the, the federal government, for their part, kind of didn't seem to believe these people held the extreme beliefs that they did. You know, uh, they didn't seem to take them at face value when these people said... Uh for us, we have an apocalyptic theology, and the world ends in fire. Right. Uh, the government seemed to sort of invite them to demonstrate their devotion <laughs> to that theology, um, you know, to the horror of the entire world.
1: Right. There's no question about it. It just fascinates me how it's never never centrist. It's always way the one way, way the other way. Um, but do people need that in order to come up? I mean, John, I'm sure you spent a lot of time reading about this and looking at this and, wh- and why people would get involved in something like this. I know they're looking for happiness or they've taken a great loss or something like that. But, but is it part of this have to do, and this sounds really harsh, John, and I don't mean it to be harsh, but are some of these people not too bright and can be talked into ever- anything?
2: Well, I certainly feel like the need to belong is yeah. incredibly strong in a human being. And I feel like, you know, I know you've probably talked to tons and tons of people in your line of work, Tom, and I think you probably have come to the same conclusion that I have, which is that the vast majority of the people that you talk to are somewhere in this big, huge middle uh, ocean. And we're kind of being jerked around by people on the extremes of either side, and we're kind of being fed a narrative that we are, in fact, living in this uh, this dualistic world, when in reality it's a lot more gray than that. I think that's another place that the uh, that the show succeeds is, is that uh, uh, there's a lot more nuance to a lot of these stories than we were fed back in 93 when we were watching all this stuff on, you know, three or four different news networks, and the, the word was all coming down kind of the same. Um, come to find out, there were a whole lot more aspects to the story. Um, and I think, you know, because of all the extremism in our culture right now, um, various factions are picking up on this story and reading into it uh, different things and, and, and using those different uh, interpretations to their benefit uh, and to call attention to, to their worldviews. Certainly that's what happened uh, two years after the event uh, in Oklahoma City when you had a bunch of white supremacists who bombed Oklahoma City.
1: No question. I should mention, by the way, because I know we only got about one minute with you, uh, but uh, as I said, my wife and I have been watching every episode. We're two episodes in, going to the third one tonight, I believe. It's only a five-episode limited series, so, John, I need you to go back and say, you know what, why don't we just make up five more episodes and just have it go ten? What do you think? Mm
2: -hmm. I think we could. I certainly think there's a lot to talk about. And for those that haven't seen the first season, that's a great opportunity to dig in and do a little bit of research as to what was going on when the siege was happening.
1: Yeah, that was um, but long.
2: I'm so glad you're watching, Tom. Thanks very much.
1: No question, John. I will tell you, uh, there's no question. Can I ask you one? Do you have like 30 seconds, or do you have to go right now?
2: I'm good. Yeah, go for
1: it. Okay, because i dope sick. Another phenomenon. You're involved in a lot of really, really great stuff, John. That's terrific to see, you know?
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, Dope Sick was uh, obviously a very timely story. It's still timely. Uh, that was another opportunity to learn a lot about uh, the goings-on at the FDA and, um, you know, the money behind pharmaceuticals in our country and the ways in which we trust, and that trust is uh, taken for granted. Uh, there's a lot to talk about in these situations, and I am uh, I feel very fortunate to have gotten to to uh, investigate those things. Absolutely.
1: Now, you don't have to comment on this at all. I know you got to go, but I just love the fact we're talking to John Hugenacker, ladies and gentlemen, who played the Bud Light King. I think they're going to bring you back, John. What do you think? <laughs> you think you might?
2: Well, who knows? We sure, had, we sure had a lot of fun doing those spots. Uh, that was a, absolutely one of the I, – I, I can't imagine a more fun commercial campaign. We get to see a lot of beautiful places. Uh, and make a lot of fun it was a lot of lighthearted stuff we had a blast
1: i love dilly dilly man i i loved it
2: that, oh me too that was a blast <laughs> a lot of fun got to go to uh we went to sorry go ahead yeah yeah
1: yeah no i was just going to say we need to have you back and talk more man you're a great great uh guest
2: anytime john love it, we'll love get it. To thanks them. for having me on
1: thanks john have a good day sir
2: you too take care
1: john hugenacker ladies and gentlemen i love the fact i just noticed that we have the guy on right when this whole Bud Light thing's going on. We have the Bud Light King, the guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. The
3: Bud Light. King.
4: Right.
1: <laughs> While you guys were
4: chatting, I looked up one of the commercials. Oh, this one was one of my favorites. Here you go. Oh, I love it. Well done, wizard. You are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What would you have me do now, your Majesty? Turn that into Bud Light. Okay. Now turn that statue into Bud Light. You know, Your Highness, I can do other things. I can put a curse on your enemies. I can make you immortal.
2: Yeah, no, just the Bud Light thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just the Bud Light thing.
1: Just the Bud Light thing. (laughs) That'd be good. Yeah. What a great guest he was. Great. What a talker
4: and very insightful. Knew so much. He did. Lovely.
1: Yeah, I'd love to have him back on again. What a hell of an actor, but uh and he got that whole dilly-dilly thing was pretty much inspired by Monty Python, don't you think?
4: Oh, I imagine there's got to be. Yeah. It, and plus Game of Thrones was huge at yeah. that time, you yep. know, so uh-huh.
1: I loved it. There's no question about that. It always makes me happy to, to have somebody on who's into being interviewed. Because right from the beginning, you knew he he loved being interviewed. Yeah, that yeah. makes it so much easier. He
5: wanted to be here and he wanted to talk, not just like hear my points or do the work for it. It was just fun. Yeah. He's a great. Seems like a great guy.
1: Promote my show for me, <laughs> damn it! No, he he was terrific. I I love talking to him. Really great. And uh, like I said, it's a really. You guys have been watching it? No. It's really good because you see people, people just inventing things to make their lives better. And if you don't believe those things are real, then you're the bad guy. Well, you made that up just to make your life feel better to you, which is fine. I don't care that you're doing that, but don't expect me to buy into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's your deal, yeah, right?
5: That's a theme that you could definitely take a lot of places right now. Oh God, yeah.
1: There's no question about that. So, but John, thank you again. That was a great guest. Really, really good guest. Uh, Steven Spielberg calls editing the guns out of E.T., the extraterrestrial, a mistake. Why would they edit the guns out? Because you know what? I didn't even know there were any guns <laughs> in that movie.
4: <laughs> yeah. Did you? Absolutely.
1: <clears throat> I had no idea. No clue. So, is this be, so now that they edited it, well, I'll read the story. I guess that's the best way we can learn about it. George Lucas gets all the heat for the Star Wars special editions, but his buddy Steven Spielberg edited one of the most beloved films, too. One of George Lucas's, anyway. In the original version of E.T., the extraterrestrial government agents are seen holding guns during the stirring uh, bike sequence. A hammer would have sufficed. But in the 20th anniversary edition, Spielberg replaced the firearms with walkie talkies. Um, it's a decision that Oscar winner has come to regret and since fixed. Good. I did see him talking about this, and he said that was a huge mistake. I agree with you. It was a. Look, guns are part of our lives, whether you want to admit it or not, and you want to deal with it or not. Guns are always going to be around, uh, and we need to learn how to be responsible with them, to just accept it, and that's the way it is. But we can't – look, when somebody shoots somebody else, you need to come down on them hard and put them away forever, and then it would stop, at least for the smart people. Dumb bastards are going to shoot people for the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Lack of consequences. Yeah. There's just no consequence. There are people now getting arrested, and they get out like 20 minutes later. Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? Yeah. And if you didn't steal more than $950 from my store, I don't I can't even go after you. What the hell? Whose idea was that? Yeah, you guys saw the Minneapolis chief of
4: police, the new one, who was on, uh, I think it was CCO, like three weeks ago, talking about how well, no wonder why you don't have any cops who are motivated that want to arrest anybody. Right? We arrest these kids, and they're 17 years old. We bring them in because they're committing felonies. They're back on the streets 30 minutes later.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I got to tell you, I have extreme anger and deep sorrow. These three little high school pricks that killed that woman by throwing a boulder through her windshield. What are you thinking, you stupid asses?
5: How do you get that desensitized?
1: Exactly my point. Mm. That's why I brought it up.
5: How do you get to that point where that to you is like a fun joke and that you guys, I mean, it's- it's, Jesus. And three of you.
1: Yeah, three of you You know what I mean? It's
5: like, it's so wild to me whenever you find out that people, like- you, well, one, once in a while you read these stories that like a couple decides to like kill people together and you go, how did these people find each other?
2: <laughs> know, like, that's true. Three like, three kids
5: ramp up to throwing a boulder and, it was and killing a, boulder, a too, 20-year-old girl. Just, oh, it
1: made me so sad it to see that. made me so
5: sad. And you just go, we just can't let our kids leave the house. That's it.
1: Oh, you're going through that already, huh? Yeah. Oh, here it comes.
5: We can't. I immediately because it's uh, the, the parents were talking how Harper. I mean that's twenty year old baby. That's I, know, a, I she's know. driving, Boulder through her car. I and know
1: little baby sixteen seventeen years old murdering someone. I know by thinking it's funny.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I just Jesus, it's it's. But I know what you're saying with with Gogo. I know what you're I saying. I know because when we first had kids, Catherine and I have to go buy a bazooka for when we walk the children. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. Oh,
5: no. I'm on a weird. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm talking to somebody about it because, like, the anxiety I've had since having her, now that's the anxiety I tap into. That's what I need chat GPT for.
1: I understand completely. I absolutely understand completely. Little children, and I don't understand, and, you know, we've talked about this before. You have a little baby. You hold that little baby in your arms. It's your baby, and you don't care. How the hell is that even possible?
5: I want to know what she's doing all the time. Yeah. I would have no problem just putting a GoPro on her. Any chance <laughs> I get to go check yeah. on her sleeping when I get here, I do. I love watching her everything. I lo- I mean, it's, it's, it's bad, though. When I first had her, I was like, oh, God. Like, I'd be sitting there with her on the couch in the middle of the day, and I'd be like, is the front door locked?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, it, oh yeah. and keep in
5: mind, I'm sure our basement is open. I'm sure our garage door is open. But I'm, like, all of a sudden hypersensitive. Like, okay, what would I do if somebody busted? Like, it was, like, my brain would not stop. I had yeah, to, like, go, okay.
1: I've been through it. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's why I went and got a permit to carry. Mm. That is true. It's the reason I went and first got my permit to carry, to protect my children from psychopaths. Um. I don't always carry a gun with me anymore. Matter of fact, I have to go get re-registered because I think my permit expired.
5: Then what do you have this here for? No, I'm just my two
1: fingers and a thumb. <laughs> a, I don't know why. It's We're a magic camera of radio. Now. So when you go like this, ah! why do you have this, Tom? What's but what is thing? this here? <laughs> that was really smooth. Thank I you. Thought. No, I just... I think that's the major problem It's people are just so desperate. And, and it's, I love talking to John about the fact that people are so extreme in their beliefs now. You have to believe what I believe or, my God, I can't stand you. Can I believe a little bit of it and then a little bit on the other side? No. Can we kind of float in there? No. no. Why not?
5: No. Let me ask chat GPT for you.
1: Yes, <laughs> hop on ChatGPT and see what happens. You are absolutely right. We do have to take a break here because the lovely and talented KSTP Channel 5's Chris Egert
0: will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app.
3: to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit
1: Bialkilaw.com.
3: That's B-I-A-L-K-E law.com.
1: As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton. It's called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow towel sheets, and so much more. Call 800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. Or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. i got to ask you guys, is this, is this a new format that I'm seeing on the screen?
2: Hmm.
1: The new format, what do you mean? Well, no, you know, the different pictures of everybody, the live, the live feed of everybody. Oh, uh, yeah, this is what we're going to be using from That's now on. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, seriously, that is really, really nice.
5: I feel like mine could be bigger, like take up.
1: Oh, should it take oh. up yeah, more Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> Yeah, and yours should take up more room as well. Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
5: I just say, like, in better lighting and, like, maybe I should have my own screen. I
1: think you're right. You should. <laughs> On my own no show? Is that
5: what you're going to say? That's exactly
1: what I was going to say. You should do middays now <laughs> with your own screen. It'd be phenomenal. Um, yeah, I love that. That That's a great look. No question. I still have to get used and And, you know, Chris, you've been putting up with you, your whole life. But looking
7: at yourself is really kind of weird to me. Cause I I, I hate it. I do too. I absolutely hate it. I hate I it. I I know people who do my job who have to like be in a mirror, like feels like <laughs> yeah, half half you know, half the day. i like I'll look once and that's it. I don't want to see it anymore. And I don't like it here either. So Brittany, if you want to make your screen bigger, <laughs> you have the technology to do that, go for it.
5: I'll just make Squeeze pupp- me down,
7: do a little thumbnail.
5: I'll make puppets for you guys, and I'll just do the show that way.
1: All right. We were talking about the Branch Davidian thing. John Hoganacker was on with us we're talking about it. Uh, just a great show and all the rest of it. But I have a question for you. I can prove that there's no God. Okay, you ready? This is my proof that there's no God. Hmm. you got us. We're listening. I've been on, on MN Fat Loss now for about two and a half weeks. I'm going to start talking about it on Monday, as a matter of fact. So far, I've lost 16 or 17 pounds Dang. in two and a half weeks. Okay, wow. so I'm really kicking ass, doing really well. Lost uh, two and a half weeks, 16, 17 pounds, whatever it is. And then I sit down at the desk, and here's a hide. No, there's not a god, because I'm on a diet. I'm doing really well, and they just released this morning information that says Kit Kat cereal arrives next month. Oh. Why don't I get to write? It's just not fair. Do you wanna watch- Why would God do that to you? Why would God do that do to you? Do you want to
5: watch me eat it?
1: Yes, I'll <laughs> sit and watch you guys eat the. I love Kit Kats, by
5: the way. I do too. Love
1: me a Kit Kat, yeah. as they used to say in North Minneapolis. But in any case, I just am very pissed off that as soon as I get... I'm All I got to do, I got to lose like 25 more pounds. I might lose more than I might get even lower. Like the lowest I've been... I guess the lowest I've been since... I started lifting weights and all that stuff. I was about 225. But, you know, I am at a different period in my life now, a different place. And I might want to get down to like 215, but that might be a little too light for me. I don't want to look like some skeleton. You know what I mean?
4: It's always weird when, like, Al Sharpton drops oh, 37 yeah. pounds, and you're like, why is your head still the same size, but your body is
1: wafy thin? It's true. <laughs> Especially on him, by the way. Yeah. Especially on him.
7: Yeah, he looks like a, it's kind of like a bobblehead, man. Yeah. He, yeah. His body has shrunk so much. Okay, so
1: sh- what I should do is name it Kit Kat Day, Kit Kat Cereal Day, and just, just eat Kit Kat, three bowls of it. That's all I'm going to have the whole day. What do you think? I think that would be fine. you going to get work? Cheat day.
5: I don't yeah. think that's part of Minnesota fat loss. I don't think I it is either. Don't, Come I on, hate Brittany.
7: Why are you being such a okay, hater? You're
5: right. You're right. Go for it.
1: Do it. Do it up hard.
7: You know what's so great about
1: the people over there? Because it's right down, down the road here. It's not far from here at all. But the great part of it is is that I, I talk to Michelle a lot. She's very, very helpful. And Becky answers the phone. And, and all these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. But I just picture, and they don't give me any tone or anything like that, so that's not what's driving this. It's my own thought. Oh, great, it's Bernard again.
5: You are, that is your self-talk.
1: It is my self-talk. You're absolutely right.
5: Um, That is a very much so you thing. I'm learning a lot about Tom by just, like, having little interactions. And I've known him forever, but Chris, Chris, we recently had this thing where I was like, hey – for, like, 30 minutes or 20 minutes in the morning. Like, I, I want to be quiet and we can, I can read. And he, I found out that that translates to him. Brittany hates me. Brittany doesn't want me in the room. Brittany uh, thinks I'm the worst. And so we're just trying to figure out what we hear and what someone's saying. That's
1: not it at all, because now I don't come in until about quarter two. I used to come in at about uh, a little before 6.30, but she said she wanted some time to herself.
5: No, I didn't. Yes, you did too. I did not you say that. You absolutely
1: did. You I, lying sack.
5: I just said, I need to read stories so I can't talk to you right now. And I asked your wife, I go, what, can you like in the like, Can you guys do that in a room? She goes, she goes, no, Tom can't do that. You can't
1: sit quietly. I cannot sit quietly. There's just no way. That is not, Like if I were on a TV set with you, let's say I was the weatherman, the whole time you're doing the news, I'd be going,
7: that's not true, is it?
1: <laughs> I'd ask questions about every story you read. What do you think? That
7: happens, by the way. Does he it really? Micro- yeah, his microphone's off. That, but Ken does that the entire <laughs> show as well. So that's, that's, that's great. That's, that's a real thing. Um, it's great. So know. I think we should do some unpacking here between oh, Tom and Brittany. I think and we really should. Kind of, really kind of drill into this. I
1: know. I agree with you completely.
5: You know what? We're fine. We're fine. No, I, hey, Tom. No. I like you. I appreciate you. I even love you.
1: I know. I, know. And I love you too. But I I'm know. not putting up with any more of your crap. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> no, I, when someone says to me, "I need some time to myself," then I, I just come in late. Like, yes, yes, you did that. Too. It was lies.
5: I didn't even say that. I didn't even say I need some time to myself.
1: Chris. Hey, Chris. Why do you think it is that I did the show from my house for 27 years? <laughs> it's me, this specifically. This very reason. Because uh, everybody, you myself, good, now you get the whole damn place to yourself because I'm at home doing the show. So, Works for me.
5: You're so, you are a drama llama.
1: Except I do like doing this show live so far, but you're about to ruin it.
7: Okay, I'm working on it. You're working on it. I um life. I heard you guys kind of bickering about this yesterday, too, and yeah. now that I've got a little more context, um... <laughs> A little more context. I do. Here's the deal. I understand both sides of this because, I, the way you sort of put it, Brittany, it does come across a little prickly. Ah, yeah. I didn't say
5: I need time to myself. You want to know what I said? I was like, the first day, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm just trying to read a story. Like, I can't respond to you trying to read stories for your show. It, yes, it got <laughs> aggressive eventually because my message was not being heard or received. It was like, well, sing why don't along. you go sit out there
1: that I'll what sit in here. What are you
5: doing
1: tonight? Hey, Brittany.
5: I'm like, I'm trying to read articles for your show. That's what I'm doing.
1: Well, then go sit on the couch out there and do it while I'm singing And then to he told you. me,
5: now I say that I want to be alone or I don't want to be with him. And I said, can't we just sit quietly together?
1: No. I don't sit quietly. When are you going to learn that? I don't even do it. I literally walk up to people in the street and start talking to them.
7: I know. I've been with you oh, yeah, before. I know. <laughs> and
1: people think that's so weird. Was like, hey.
7: See, Rudy has the art of sitting quietly down very well. I don't think he's just said anything <laughs> for 20 He's got
1: minutes. his own spot. That's mm-hmm. why. Yeah. Maybe I should get my own. I'll go in the 10th room. Stop. You're I'll not leaving. Oh, yeah, uh, Now, on,
7: on the You're other of side the of this, I will say, Brittany, I do get it. Like, and I... um. I try to get to work before any of the people who I generally would interact with, so I can get that kind of like prep time. Sit here, let me sort of be tired, get myself awoke, uh, awake awoken. Awo- woke, mm-hmm. Yep, that's mm-hmm. the past tense. Yep, awoken myself. Um, so, and I value that time, so I definitely get that. Okay. Um, I just feel like maybe you didn't take the best route of yeah baby you said
5: that you see both sides but it doesn't feel like you're looking at both sides I
7: do I I do we need a
5: new relationship therapist Mm -hmm. this one fired
7: (laughs) yeah by the way I would be the worst relationship therapist my wife and I got in an argument last night over dinner about painting trim so I I, like I am not the person (laughs) to come to for relationship (laughs) advice and no that's not a euphemism (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
4: <laughs> beat me to it, damn it There it is, we
1: got you covered No, I, I, So I give her plenty of space I don't show up until about 20 minutes to 7 now I used to show up a quarter after 6 But I show up about 20 minutes to 7 And she, I, you know, I just sit here And she's boring as hell Oh, I'm doing research No, you're not, you're nodding off, I can tell
5: I'm online shopping
1: Yeah, she's online <laughs> shopping, that's exactly what it is So Give me that Jesus Palomino, that's uh, all I'm saying.
5: Chris, tell us the news. What's going on in the news? I already told you the news.
1: There's Kit Kat cereal coming up. Oh, that's sorry. the news
5: Sorry, there. we've got it all covered.
7: Actually, we're good, Chris. We'll see you tomorrow. Chris. I have. Okay, you guys, have a good rest of your day. Um, <laughs> he wants to leave. I want to go back to this. I do have news, by the way. Okay. Uh, the cereal thing, Tom, honestly, like, think about, I know, like, sugar cereal thing gets a real bad rap. Yeah, it does. There are a hell of a lot worse things that you can eat than some fortified cornmeal with a glass of milk over the top of it. It's Mm -hmm. not that bad. No, it's not. Yeah. It's got some sugar in it, but think about it. You're still drinking a glass of freaking milk. Yeah. Yeah, Which also has sugar in it. Again. Not
1: mine. (laughs) Not yours? No. I do that almond milk stuff. Oh,
7: sure. I'm I mean, just saying it's better than eating an actual Kit Kat, right? Is I it would though? think. I don't know, maybe I
5: mean, I'm just saying like isn't it, yeah. it might see, just be have, a lot of Kit Kat.
7: See you guys are buying into this this oh. hype. Um that that uh Healthy cereal has been trying to implant in your brains for years now. <laughs> yeah.
5: Do you have stock in Kit Kat? Is that whilst, what's going on?
7: While sugar cereal sitting over here dying on the vine. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget, it's called Minnesota fat loss, not Minnesota fun loss, okay? So That's feel
4: free to eat some Kit Kats.
5: No, I'm saying if you write it off as a treat, great. But let's not pretend it's interchangeable with other stuff.
1: It's the same thing as eating basically rocks. No calories at all. No fat. Nothing.
5: And I think I think Chris, you're right. I think there's a place in this world where you go, I'm gonna have a bowl of Kit Kats.
1: Yeah, you do. Yep. As somebody who,
5: after Halloween, usually puts almond joys in her cereal because I like to just they're so good to smash up in cereal. I'm fine with it, but I'm not gonna pretend it's interchangeable with like eating eggs in the morning.
7: Ish. Well, you you bought into the message. I can see <laughs> exactly, sheep. Yeah, it's all true. I can... I bought a I bought a box of stupid like Avatar Crunch or something oh, at the store you? the other day. Yeah, because it was like a dollar, and I'm always like perusing the the dollar thing, and I'm like, oh, that looks like it has marshmallows in it and these blue balls. I'm like, oh, Avatar Crunch is going to be great. So I was, like, all excited to, like, have a cheat day on a Whoops. Sunday morning and my Avatar Crunch was freaking terrible. Of and yeah. it didn't have any marshmallows <laughs> in it. Oh, it yeah. was, like, eating blue kicks with oh. no freaking sugar. It was awful. Yeah. Very disappointing. It's got Avatar balls. Nobody wants Avatar, <laughs> avatar balls. No, you don't. You don't
5: They're want probably that. nutritious. We like Cinnamon Toast Crunch at our house. That's one of our, like, go-to's.
7: Mm, Not healthy, though.
5: No. God, no. I'm saying, like, if we're going to be like, let's be naughty, that's our big naughty one.
1: Don't you have to eat a little sugar, though? Isn't it good for you to eat a little sugar? Yeah,
5: but it's in enough stuff that, like, don't know, you don't I'm have saying. to seek it out too often. Okay,
1: I have to ask you guys if, if I'm nuts because of this. Because it's true. I can eat eggs for dinner. I can eat eggs for lunch. But I can't eat eggs for breakfast. Like, a bacon and eggs and toast for breakfast, I don't like that. I, for lunch, it's phenomenal but I don't know what it is about getting up in the morning and sticking. it's your morning shift. Yeah. I think this whole thing, isn't it? It is, isn't it?
7: Your whole, I mean, I can say that from doing it for 15 years now, like your whole freaking eating schedule gets off. I'm not ever like hungry, hungry first thing in the morning, like force myself to eat. Right. I would say that more than anything. It just, nothing seems good at three o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning.
1: That's a good um, point. But
7: then like, Your afternoon, or, you know, what regular people's morning is, is your afternoon, and then, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe it's just... Although, do you have an appetite for other things super early?
1: No, I'm with you. I don't like to eat first thing in the morning. I just... And I think it's because I've gotten up for so many years so early that I just don't like to eat in the morning. Yeah.
7: Brittany and Rudy, do you guys eat in the morning?
5: Yes. I have first breakfast, and then after the show, I have second breakfast.
4: Oh, well... Yeah, oh, I definitely do now. I, yeah, because I'm also a big fan of intermittent fasting because mm-hmm. I think you should yeah. give your liver a chance to just, like, catch right. up every now and again. Right. But, yeah, for the most part, it's uh, two fried eggs over an avocado every morning.
7: Yum. Before you come to work. Mm-hmm. Well, well none that this
1: starts at 7, you don't have to get up until 1, Yeah, like by the, the way, I
7: just figured out that you guys start at 7. I I'm know. Because I'm on the air and I'm not... Like, when, you te- when we were texting the other day about um, the Friday show, and I, I was seeing if I could come on earlier and i'm like oh well, i'm happy to. and they're like we don't go on till seven and i was like what i
5: know <laughs> i know. I think we lost all cred from you at that point well now
7: i'm just kind of like i'm so well i'm just so jealous and so hurt really well that's based on research though
1: and i'm not making this up nobody listens to the radio before seven o'clock anymore they just don't yeah oh. and I'm, that includes well, podcasting
7: we, I mean, we can see that in our traffic reports every morning. Yeah. Um, I, what used to be like a super pre COVID, um, early morning drive, you know, even like starting at five o'clock in the morning, the, the, to me, the commute's yeah. been pushed way further later in the morning and not, and, and also different too, because not everyone's even going into an office anymore. So yeah, I, I definitely buy it. that. I, I
1: think if they ever did a four hour morning show again, they should do it from seven to 11 because that's when people are out and moving around, you know, yeah. not with this show. Cause that ain't ever going to happen. We already locked this in at three hours. So goodbye. That's all I'm saying, but no, I, I, they, the world changes, life changes, all the rest of it. Uh, digital has changed the entire world. Well, it's changed television. It's changed radio. It's changed a lot of things. I think to tell you the truth, the only time I ever watch local television is watch the news. That's when I watch local television. That makes sense, doesn't it?
7: Yeah, well, I mean, the networks are having a hell of a time trying to come up with programming to get people to watch the networks anymore because everything has been pushed so much to streaming. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do think that local newscasts offer a unique product that, um, you, you know, you can't necessarily get on streaming or if you do, it's, it's dated and it's, it's work to go and find that or whatever. So I, I, I mean, I, I definitely think, and that's why you're also seeing like more, more local programming done
1: yeah on absolutely. air
7: versus syndicated. We, we, um, we let Carol Evan have Kelly and Regis or uh, Regis and uh, Kathy Lee, or whatever that show is—that <laughs> um, was a few years ago. But you know, yeah. So we we weren't really doing very well on it, and they decided to do local programming, and so that's when we launched this Minnesota Live thing. We do from nine to ten, but you're definitely seeing the local stations push to more local programming because yes, this the syndicated stuff, and it's just not—it's not resonating with people as well. And they can, you know, they can get so much everywhere else. So. That's definitely a thing.
1: Well, that's like I said, that's newspapers are just about done radio.
7: There's still a couple of good places, but that's suffering mightily from a lot of debt. Did you see that uh, editorial c- or cartoon last weekend in the Star Tribune that's been causing a kerfuffle? No. You guys hear about that? Brittany, Rudy? No. So there was a uh, they have a new cartoonist at the strib. And he put up a cartoon about um, the Muslim calls to prayer in Minneapolis. Oh, I did
1: see that. Yeah, And
7: it shows a, a presumably husband and wife looking out a window and they're grumbling about the man's grumbling about the Minneapolis calls to prayer. And then outside of the house, it's a bunch of dudes all carrying guns and like gunshots all around them and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, the point being. I mean, you get the point, right? You guys can look yes. it up and see no, no, it too. No, no, I understand, yeah. Um, so I guess the Star Tribune, um, they've come out in the last day now uh, kind of apologizing for it because some Islamic groups have come out against it saying that there was an implication that it was Islamic guys who were out show- depicted in that cartoon like with weapons and shooting things. And, um, and, and I didn't interpret that from watching, from seeing that cartoon mm-hmm. – um, but I mean, I, def- I, I don't discredit their, their position on it, but, um, and the newspaper has a new editor, Steve Grove, who used to be with the department of economic development, um, working at the state. So he's a new editor now and he's taking a bunch of heat over it. And You guys find it?
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see what he means by this now.
5: It's a weird, it's not, it's not great.
4: It, it's, no, it's not great. It's, it's a weird angle because... I don't know. It makes it seem like he's talking about the Muslim people who have guns in their hands, but that's not what he's referring to. It's, it's a weird, weird angle. I don't know if I'm, you know, obviously it is, runs down the lines of freedom of speech, but it is,
1: yeah, it's a weird, weird cartoon. Tom, you seen it there? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Just, I'm not a cartoon kind of guy, so I don't really give a rat's ass. Yeah. Uh, here's my deal. Uh, we always love to pick a crowd that we can pick on. There always has to be somebody, you know. Obviously, and I'm by pick on. I mean, getting very, very severe about that. And uh, it's just situation. Again, I don't say you want to make call to prayer good for you. I don't care. But in certain neighborhoods, you cannot ring church bells anymore. What's the difference? They're both celebrating religion. What's the difference?
7: I don't get it. Do you? Well, mm. I think there's some deeper islamophobia issues there for sure i don't i don't think there's any question about it
1: i still don't understand that and that that people now it's white men are hated everywhere really all of us are just because we're all the same is that what you're saying because that's very racist you prick what about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah, not <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. the
4: cadence of your Look, voice.
1: I'm sorry. I'm here to tell you. I got a son who's 36 years old. I uh. do not walk to my son and say something like that because I'll knock your ass out. You got it? He's Andy my son. Andy is yeah.
5: a monster. He's a
1: horrible human being. There's no
7: question. He really is a very abrasive personality. <laughs> oh. um, He's nothing. Walks he always, in a room, yes. takes over conversation. <laughs> Just yes. Yeah, he is. I can see that.
5: He's Look. always telling me what to do. First stop, he comes in. Sure, like, oh, I'm in charge.
1: Now that's the whole deal. Uh, could we let go of the skin color deal? I, and a few people want to argue. I gotta be. I know that I don't have the reputation for it, but I get along with everyone. I really do. Unless you're a raging prick, then I don't want you anywhere near me. That's fair. I, isn't I, it?
7: The thing about that, um, the cartoon. Now I'm gonna say from a, from a, I'm a new. I'm a newspaper trying to be relevant and yeah. in the culture of the community. Yeah. And from that standpoint, I, you know, I'm wondering what's next. Are they going to, are going to ask the cartoonist to back down a little bit, not try to do things that are controversial and be more milk toast on things? Or is is that what exactly what they want to do and start a conversation and do something relatively provocative to, I mean, when's the last time you ever talked about the Star Tribune's yeah,
1: editorial very cartoon? good point. One thing I will ask the man is, have you ever read the Star Tribune? They don't exactly have a conservative audience out there reading it. So
7: wouldn't you take that into consideration as well? I mean, well, and that was a whole nother thing that they got into with this is that the it's the editorial board that's in charge of the cartoon. Right. It's the news right. department that's in charge of. And that, that, too, is kind of weird, like how newspapers are organized that way. Um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting thing. I guess I'll, uh, for the first time in a while, I'll be um, interested to find out what comes out on Sunday morning in the newspaper on the editorial cartoon
1: yeah everybody can calm down a little bit as long as somebody's not holding the gun to your head or robbing you relax it's, you know I don't know I, I looked at the thing I've never been a a cartoon kind of guy I guess since once I saw Blondie and how beautiful she was on the Dagwood <laughs> deal. Yeah,
4: it was done. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: I'm done. I'm looking at Blondie. That's it.
4: Why can't we just have a cat who hates Mondays? Why does it always have some sort of <laughs> exactly. love lasagna, am I right? Yeah.
7: Am I right? You know, <laughs> Gosh, that Garfield loves lasagna. <laughs> sure Shut enough.
1: up. You're picking on me. You know that I could literally, and I am not pulling your tit on this one, I could literally eat... Nothing but Italian food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day for the rest of my life.
7: I love Italian food, man. Uh, don't disagree, although I do not think that this would be part of your new weight loss yeah. program.
5: <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I'm, the buzz kill. I'm the buzzkill. I'm the buzzkill.
7: You are the buzzkill. How would you know that? What
5: about tacos, though? Cause
1: I do love tacos. I
5: uh, that's they well. got to be
1: made right, though, because I don't like them when tacos are made poorly because they're really bad. When they're bad, they're bad. See,
5: right. I feel like it's kind of like pizza and tacos, even a bad one. I'm like, I'll eat this.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. All we do is teach people wonderful lessons on this show. Have you ever noticed? That's right. Movie? I it's
5: feel like right. we're all hungry. Are yeah. we all hungry? I'm not hungry yeah, at we did
7: we, we, uh, this kick. To, well, Tom came right out the gates there with the Kit Kat cereal, and I'll be on Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, it's National Prime Rib Day today. Oh, I so destroy we're, some meat we're right we're now. we so.
1: who, who has the best prime rib in town? Do you guys know? I don't really. Have, I don't know. You know, I got to be honest, I don't make enough money to eat prime rib anywhere
4: (laughs) besides like a $13 buffet. So that is, that's my prime rib eating.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Do they serve a lot of prime rib anymore? I don't even know if they serve a lot of it anymore.
7: I think it gets served, but I don't see a lot of people getting it anymore. Well, part of it, because it's expensive, right? Yeah, it is. is. um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, we got him on the show today making prime rib though. So I'm going to go over there and get myself. Ooh. well, goodbye then. You're now we get a, a big smile. Look uh-huh. at that. Uh, Oh, uh, the, I'm, I'm going to be originating from Duluth tomorrow, by the way. Oh, what? Yeah. Well, uh, what are I'm are going you up to, we're taking the show on the road tomorrow from Duluth. Rudy, I'm sure technically everything will work out fine.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. It won't be a problem at all. As it always does. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what's so, funny about that? The family just voted. We're going to take a little summer vacation together, the whole family, and we're going to Duluth. Nice. I love Duluth. Wonderful. I like done. Duluth, too. And I've never been to, uh, what's the name of that place on the way far east of the state? What the hell's the name of it again? Uh, uh,
4: like like that
1: North Shore? Yeah, it's on the North Shore, but it's a town. What the hell? is oh, the name? Oh, Grand Marais. Grand Marais. Oh, there you go. oh yeah.
5: Grand Marais is great. I've
1: never been there. And so I'm going to drive over there with Catherine. It's about a two-hour drive from Duluth, mm-hmm. right? Something like that? Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna drive over there and check that out because we're gonna get up a couple of days earlier than everybody else. But I I'm telling you, if you can find a better town of that size, a port like Duluth, I just love that place. Great, great Yeah, city.
7: It'll be cool. I'll uh hopefully I'll have a nice background, a nice Duluthy background for you guys tomorrow morning.
1: I guess we're gonna find out, aren't we? I guess we'll find out. Have All right, fun Palomino.
7: Eating your prime right. rib.
1: <laughs> have fun pissing off Tom. <laughs> no, no <problem. laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> We'll look forward to talking tomorrow, pal. Thank you. Another great guy to work with. I know. I know. I to talk about that a lot, but we do have the no a-hole rule on this show. You know, no a-holes allowed. Ex- oh!
4: Explain Sanzavier.
1: Yeah, that's true. Good point. Nice. Sandy. But he's only
5: on twice a week. You're right. Yeah. So it's I like we like to bookend
1: Don't our you a-holes. Love
5: I love him. Yeah. I love player. him, and he. He is a complex guy. Oh, is he ever. You think you got him figured out, and then you go visit him at his farm <laughs> that has 80 horses, including mini donkeys. And you're like, who are you?
1: I understand. Who are you? Oh, Judd's going to be late today. What's that all about? Mm.
4: They are,
1: once again, recording, because
4: he's a big-time sports star. Big shot.
1: Mm-hmm. So when's he going to be on? You he know? should be
4: on probably about nine ten. Oh okay. Yeah, just a few minutes late.
1: So we got Gelfin bitching for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we're going to have him on to calm him down. Oh, that'll be good. Uh, that'll be that that looks really good.
5: We had um, somebody email the show uh, who agrees with me. Justin, he wrote, "Pizza, tacos and donuts are like sex. When it's good it's great, when it's bad, it's still pretty good."
1: Yeah, <laughs> donuts are phenomenal. I know. <clears throat> Okay, I can close with this. Jeff Passel and I said so the old Lincoln Dell, when it was Highway 12, not 394. Uh-huh. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. But we're sitting there and we're eating our, our breakfast and blah, blah, blah. We're talking. Passel goes, Jesus Christ. I said, what? And he goes, look at that. One cop car headed east, one cop car headed west. They pull to the median because <laughs> there used to be a median. Yeah. And one car hands a box of donuts to the other. It's a... <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Oh, that's I so that. funny! I miss working with Passalt. I really do. He's yeah, a wonderful guy to work with. He's no great. Question. We shall take a break. Be right back. A lot of great stuff still coming up. Mike Gelfan will join us in about ten minutes. Judd Zolgad join us in about twenty minutes. Lots of great stuff coming up. Tom Bernard Show.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at tombernardshow.com.
6: Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? An old school website with outdated information? Hubbard Interactive can help. They can do it all for your business. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They can build a 21st century website for you that communicates all the right things, all the best ways. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp. Plus, social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
1: We're on air, guys. That's right. I don't give a rat's ass. I always talk... I talk openly. Hey
5: guys, I don't mean to be the only professional in the room, but we're on air. Please.
1: You're a professional. Let's hold that up as the standard, shall we? What are you Thank looking you. for, Mike? You need headphones.
5: Headphones. I got them.
1: Here's some right here.
5: Oh, perfect. <clears throat> it's a. Not nice I thought you were professional. You're the producer of the show. It.
1: Where were his headphones? I'm no, not a no. producer. Yes, you are. You we think just I decided. Get
5: that- Producer title? Was,
4: uh, let's hang off on the attitude there about producers, No, I meant
5: that yeah. as, like, I... No, I yeah. meant that as, do you think I get a title? I don't even think I have a title. No, like you
1: have a title. Pain in the ass. I That's meant it title. as,
5: like, I. Uh, you think I? they're going to give me producer? <laughs> That's a
1: good point. That's
5: what I'm trying to say.
1: Why do you got to attack Gelfand? I can't. He
0: I walks say, in. Listeners have noted that Can I, I am being attacked today.
1: No. Oh, is that right? Have they noticed?
8: When I walk in, I expect to see her hand... Hand the headset to me, along with with perhaps a bagel and some schmear.
1: That's absolutely right, Mike. I've been trying to tell her. She won't listen to me. I'm just here to tell you she won't even listen to me. Oh, man.
5: In my defense, I don't listen to any of you guys. That's
1: true. I never have. (laughs) You and Alex, that's why you're such good friends.
5: Start again.
1: Boy, look at the time. I'll talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) Got to head out.
5: Um, We have a lot of good tips for you going to Duluth, by the way.
1: Oh, I love tips.
5: Uh, one of them is a really good one uh, from Tyler. It said, tell Tom to get a state park sticker before they go to Duluth. There's Ooh. so many wonderful state parks mm-hmm. to explore on his way to Grand Murray. That's true. Um, P.S., great show today. Thanks, everyone. And then... Um, oh,
1: that's very nice.
5: Somebody mentioned that there is really good um, uh, prime rib at Phil's, Phil's Terra Hideaway in Stillwater. Says it's great prime rib.
1: Love Stillwater.
5: Yep. And then... Uh, Thomas really wants us to get merch soon. Um. Oh, merch oh,
1: like pictures yeah. of you on the T-shirt.
5: I assumed it was pictures of me. I just didn't. There, I'm there glad it's that right you, there. A oh God!
8: Yeah, so they
5: want she, the T-shirts, coffee mugs, <clears throat> some bobbleheads, maybe. No, like,
8: no, I need a free sweatshirt. So let's. Go I know in. you yeah. do. So
1: Bernie was talking about getting a lot more of those Tom Bernard Cup Show cups. Perfect. Oh yeah,
5: yeah, I want that.
1: Apparently, it's a big deal. There's no question about it.
5: Mary, now you're all caught up with the listener emails.
1: No, we have not caught up. What about the "Britney's a pain in the ass t-shirts we talked about?
5: Oh, and then um, Jim just wrote in. She ignores
1: me. Yeah, it's <laughs> she just goes right she on. She just goes right on. I
8: understand. Absolutely. Well, she's married, so she's used to that. I'm used to this. <laughs>
4: the
5: abuse, though. Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> anyway, what were you saying?
5: Oh, um, uh, Jim wrote in, take a poll for either corn or flour tortillas um, he wants to know what kind of tacos. Oh, taco I shell! Do. I
1: like hard taco shells. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I, do, yes. I can really?
5: go either. Yep. I can go flour or corn. Well, I
1: can too, but I like yeah. corn better than flour. What, more flavor.
4: Rudy seems like he's got a real opinion. I can't go crunchy. Really, it, I, I feel like little kids eat crunchy. I like a soft taco. Yeah, I'm,
8: I'm, I'm with, I'm with Rudy. Yeah, I like wow. the soft taco. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm I'm like no, I, so like I like crunchy.
1: No, I. tell you when I like crunchy. I like crunchy.
5: Yeah, missed the boat. They remind me of like the tacos my mom would make. You know, very like the Americany tacos. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah.
1: I'll give you an example of why I like them, because I love tortilla chips. If I, I, I bag a tortilla well, chips, like it's too. gone.
8: I know. And
1: I gotta be so careful. I just eat the whole day. I have bag. no
5: self-control.
8: <laughs> it's terrible. you, know, you got you just you have to eat just the twelve. You know, that's the serving size. The, the serving yeah.
5: size. <laughs> it's twelve
8: I know. chips. Yeah.
1: yeah there you go.
5: Uh, the realization I had, so my nephew has PKU, and so he can only have a certain amount of protein every day. Looking at serving sizes we to figure tell
8: him out PKU. Yeah, okay, I was kind of wondering myself. It's
5: fentanyl. Though the actual word is very confusing. It's like kettle, teen, something. It's it's a, a abbreviation for the protein that his he can't break down. So he oh, can only have okay. four grams of protein a day. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So it have to be very. And then he has these shakes that gives him a protein. That doesn't have that PKU element in. Oh, okay. oh
8: yeah. I, I have shakes too, but that's that's just it's for medication. Different medica- shakes. <laughs> that's for medication. Yeah. Um, different shakes.
5: So, <laughs> looking at, I have to look at whenever we give him serving sizes and say, like, okay, this has one protein, but how many chips can he have? Is the most depressing thing ever to realize. <laughs> yeah. Six chips makes a whole tortilla, and that's the amount yeah. to have.
1: Um, I like that stuff, though.
5: Oh, uh, we got one more tip for you. There's a reservation that the uh, Heather says you should get in Duluth, LaBine, L.A. Oh yeah, I know where that is. Okay, so get the reservation for you and Catherine when you before you go up there.
1: Oh, so the two of us go there, not the family.
5: I don't know. I made that up.
1: (laughs) You know, we always go to the Radisson because it still spins around up there. Mm -hmm.
5: That's that's where we were. Yeah. Oh yeah, Yeah. you gotta
1: you gotta have the spinning. There used to be one right on. People don't know this. There was one on 494. I know. I remember it. Yep. That building still there.
8: Picture it. Yeah.
5: Yeah. On
8: um, the
1: south side. On the south side? That's exactly where it was. Or is. The building's still there.
5: Also, Tom, I've been dying because we've been getting messages. Uh, we, Rudy, me and Mike, or me and Tom decided, Mike, that you have to tell Rudy about um, when you used to love Bob would make his uh, cheese concoction. Oh, yes.
8: <laughs> <laughs> he took I'm that. I'm getting well. a migraine just thinking of it. <laughs> God, it was wonderful The to cheese watch. ball. Well, he would just basically, they weren't really cheese balls. He would just make, take a huge chunk of cheese. I don't know was he did he buy them in those chunks and just put them right in there I, that I don't know I don't either but yeah he would just take this huge slab of cheese and he would just put it in the microwave and melt it down you know so it was nice and soft and gooey yeah. and smelly and, as hell Oh well it was it was that and microwave popcorn the two worst Migraine triggers I've ever experienced. Sure. I could see that. Oh.
1: I could see that, absolutely. Sanny. Sanny is the only <laughs> Italian or person I've ever met that will not eat pizza crust.
5: Isn't that crazy? Oh, he, he, he's I
8: Italian. No, he No, but
5: he doesn't like pizza because you have to include crust. It's part of pizza. It's it, part it, of yep. pizza. No, he likes melted cheese that he l- pulls off and eats.
8: You know, it's like you're saying you like hamburgers, but not the bun. Yeah. I know. Yes. I agree. Thank you. I get that. Thank you. I, man, I, I, that's
1: a huge part of it. The crust is a huge part. That's why I don't like some pizza, because the crust sucks.
8: Yeah. Yeah. You sure. know, you get the yeah. good
1: good pizza. Bro- well, I grew up on Broadway pizza over in North Minneapolis, man. There's no better oh, yeah, pizza in the world. The- Great and, pizza. And
8: there's, you know, the worst thing you can ever do with pizza <laughs> is microwave it. Because it oh, destroys yeah. the
1: crust. Yep. Mm-hmm. It does. So all we do is teach lessons about how to eat around here.
5: <laughs> Air fryer. Is that good? And you gotta throw the, the pizza in the air fryer. Really? Air fryer is a solution to I most of my problems. It.
1: Yeah. Well, does it get too greasy if you don't? So what, no, it's what just is, like
5: perfect. Yeah. I don't know what an air fryer specifically even does. I think it's like a mini little oven with our oven with like a lot of air going through it. Mm-hmm. But it 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 makes things pristine. Uh mm-hmm. crispy still. So air fryer.
1: Real, so it makes them crispy. Also, well like that's yeah, good. it adds an I like element. I,
5: I always leftovers I throw in the air fryer for sure.
1: Is there one thing you guys eat that you're embarrassed that you eat? Because I was trying to think of something that I must love something. Everybody go, What the hell do you like that for? But I can't really think of anything.
5: I hate how much I need mayo to be on a sandwich. Like, yeah,
1: see, I don't like mayo. At I know all.
5: you don't. And it's. <coughs> I'm sorry.
1: <laughs>
5: like, if I have an amazing sandwich and it doesn't have mayo, I was thinking only this
1: had just a little... Mike won't even go to the Mayo Clinic, so there you go. <laughs> well, anyway, well, they won't you have me anyway. either, so... Oh, that's true. You can't... You're out.
8: No. I, you know, I don't, I'm not an oil shake, you know,
1: so... Boy, I still love that story. I don't know if the, uh, the two younger folks on the story, uh, on the show, know this story, but uh, one of the uh, princes of Saudi Arabia flew to Rochester, Minnesota, mm-hmm. on his private jet, because he wanted to be looked at down there, and when he left, he left a tip on the bed of $150,000. <laughs> <A laughs> yes, something
8: please. for the maid.
1: Something for the maid. <laughs> 150 grand.
5: He was like there's two people working in this room, right? <laughs> <laughs> Got
1: to give them 75 G's a piece. I've been here for 2 days for Christ's sake. That's wild. Well who is what? Now, Rudy, you might know this. A couple of uh, couple of comedians went and did a sta- American comedians did a stand-up show for the one of the princes in Saudi Arabia. And at the end, they were each given, like, a $50,000 watch. Ooh, so there's been a few of them. Yeah, there have, yeah. They keep it kind of secret.
4: Like, Beyonce just got paid, I think it was, like, $24 million to go do a birthday party for some Saudi prince. And everybody was kind of... You know, getting on her case about it, about you know, going out and doing this for a country that has such a terrible human rights record. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people. I, I've heard rumblings of Kevin Hart going and doing like 20 minutes for a Saudi prince and getting paid like five hundred thousand dollars. Correct. Yeah. Yep.
1: There's
4: see, a lot of people.
8: what I would worry about is if if I worked uh, if I worked the room in Saudi Arabia, I'm afraid that the uh, the big guy would just love me to pieces.
1: You mean the, uh, by the big guy, you mean the big guy or the other big guy?
8: Uh, the, the other big guy, yeah. The other big guy, yeah. that's what mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, yeah
1: I, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, this, this whole, th- I just love how people, well, we can let that go. We, I just love these sons of bitches, like in the NBA particularly. Hmm. They will kiss China's ass up and down because they all make millions of dollars. Oh, you have slavery there? Well, that's okay. How is that okay with you? You're already making 40, 50, 100 million bucks a year, but you'll just look the other way with a country that has slavery well, so you can make that, more money.
8: That is interesting because very often, you know, a profession, an NBA player will, will basically compare himself to a slave. Oh, yeah. Oh, they well, only offered me 14 million. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that is true. I've seen that before, but yeah, no ethics at all. These people are disgusting.
4: There's a term for that, it's called sports washing. Sports that's right, yeah. yeah
1: I don't know about sports washing. Yeah, where
4: places like Saudi Arabia, that that's why they have live golf, and that's why oh, they yeah. are, that's yeah. why they are starting to bring all these sports in the forefront, like having world soccer there, so that people forget about the fact that they've had reporters killed for writing terrible things about their country, and you go, no, no, no they're nice people. They they have they <laughs> pay they pay Phil Mickelson to come and golf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what?
8: Well, you know that's that's why when I hear people talking about politics and they say. Well, I don't know. Uh, Joe McCarthy's been good for me. I, I, you got to think a little bit beyond that. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, whether you're a professional athlete, whether you're voting, whatever. You think a little bit beyond that.
1: I love how you went all the way back to Joe McCarthy. <laughs>
8: <laughs> well, I've been reading a lot about him lately. Oh, have you really? Yeah. What about him? Well, I just, just, you know comparing the Joe McCarthy era to the current one and there are some similarities but but you know that that whole that whole mentality that paranoid everyone's out to get us and the commies are under every bed thing mm-hmm. it, it just it just it appears every decade or two but just it under does, yeah. under different covers you know
1: did you ever think you'd, you'd see our our politicians return to a, an era where they want other people to either agree with them or they hate them. What is that?
8: Well, you know, when you get to the core of politics, it, you, it's usually like that. But but it's more so now because of the fact that the two parties can't can't agree on anything.
1: But why can't they? Is it money? Is it I need your vote, therefore I, because I need money?
8: Uh, it's a lot of things. It's money and it's grievance and it's uh, it's paranoia. It's a lot of things. Mostly, it's just self-centered. Kind it of is. thinking, and well, you know, yep. both on the part of voters and politicians.
1: Well, I think that's true. I mean, I'm in. I'm. I got big problems right now because I got nobody to vote for. I don't. I what Trump and Biden are going through right now. I don't want anything to do with either side of that. I just get away from it.
8: <laughs> well, I noticed that uh, uh, Nikki Haley today. Well, I guess maybe it was last night, but I saw it. I saw it today. She is now predicting that if Biden uh, gets a second term, yeah. he will die. While being president, why would you predict that? I don't it might know. happen because well, he's yeah, old enough. Yeah, but. But why would you do that? And plus, it's very unlikely that he will die. He may, he may deteriorate horribly.
1: Got a people watching over him? Is that what you're talking about? Well, there's
8: people watching over him, and he's, and he's healthy at the age of, what is he now, 82 or almost 82? I think that's right, yeah. Yeah, so he's not likely. I mean, I've seen the actuarial figures. Yeah. He's not likely to die.
1: No, he's not. That's very true. I think
8: it's wishful thinking on her part.
1: I don't know that's what it is. Well, it would
8: almost have to be to say something like that. No,
1: she just wants to win. That's what the, why they all say the horrible things they
8: say. Yeah, right. So if you want to win, the first thing you want to do is alienate all voters over 60.
1: That's what they're doing. <laughs> that's what both parties do. You're a Republican. You're a Democrat. I hate your guts. Uh-huh. Like, what?
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.